Good morning, this is Gillian Patanka and you're listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. Sahaja Yoga Meditation is a spontaneous meditation whereby you can receive your self-realization and experience a deep meditation. The Sahaja Yoga Meditation enables you to balance your physical, your mental and your emotional beings through the awakening of an energy called Kundalini. This energy, this Kundalini energy, resides in the sacrum bone within our physical body. It's the quality of the evolution, our spiritual evolution within, within us. It's the mother within us, the qualities of compassion and love. And when this energy is awakened, it actually rises up through seven subtle centers which are located on our spinal cord and pierces out through the top of the head through the fontanelle bone as a cool breeze. Now when this happens it actually balances as I said before your physical, your mental, your emotional and your spiritual beings and takes you into a state which we call thoughtless awareness which is a true state of meditation. Now when you experience this thoughtless awareness, you also experience within you silence and peace. And you become connected to your spirit and to the collective consciousness. Now on today's program, later on in the program, you're going to have the experience or have the opportunity to have this experience of self-realization. And we'll be having a longer meditation today. And the program will be focusing on the, the chakra or the center within us of the heart and the seventh center which resides at the top of the head where the kundalini pierces through which is called the sahasrara and the connection or our connection to our spirit and today in the studio we have um, Jayant Patanka and he's going to be talking about the qualities of the heart and the sahasrara but before we do that we're going to listen to a piece of music from the Blossom Time CD called Only the Spirit Is in you and me. 
Only the spirit can never die. Only the spirit in you and I. Thoughts come like waves For some there's a stillness None but the same Wild is the desert Wide is the sky Surrounded by jewels And you're ready to fly But only the spirits Can set you free Only the spirit that is in you and me Only the spirit can satisfy Only the spirit in you and I But here in the city is where we must strive Some bodies and souls, they seem barely Where's your attention? Where does it lie? Where is your seeking? Is yourself realized? When only the spirits can set you free Only the spirits that is in you and me Only the spirits can never die Only the spirits Only the spirits Only the spirits that is in you Radiant in his light, yet invisible in the secret place of the heart, the spirit is the supreme abode, wherein dwells all that moves and breathes and sees. Know him as all that is and all that is not, the end of love, longing beyond understanding, the highest of all beings. And that's from the Mundaka Upsanasad. Now we're going to actually be talking about the spirit, the heart, and the Sahasrara chakra. The chakra actually is um, a wheel of energy that resides within us. And um, Jayant's going to talk about that now. The heart chakra, which is one of the most important chakras in our subtle system, verily by its name, because it is where the heart is physically located within us. And also, as we know, since times immemorial, the heart has been associated with feelings, with love and emotions. This has been because it principally is the abode of the spirit within us. That part of the divine which pronounces us living and which also pronounces us dead by its absence. In this heart, as we understand, 
through the ancient scriptures and the cultures of the world is built in our life force and as our realization progresses and as our maternal energy which you mentioned in the beginning residing within each one of us as it starts rising and touches this center it awakens our spirit to the divine cosmic vibrations thereby this life force which is known as pranas starts becoming pranavas which means the spirit you can say literally starts breathing vibrations and thereby in a way you can say the eternal mode of existence between within all human beings gets switched on because that is what we principally are we are the spirit the life and the afterlife is only a continuous progression of our spirit towards the holy spirit which is achieved best through yoga which is the union with the divine the word yoga meaning the union of divine is what you can actually achieve in self realization through the awakening of this energy because you actually get that connection of your spirit to that all pervading spirit yeah that's right the spirit that resides within us is also the source of joy absolutely the joy that has been described as again i have to refer back to the ancient scriptures as sat chit ananda which means the bliss that you experience when truth your attention and consciousness and the joy they merge to produce this harmonious state where is where one is one that means united the microcosm and the macrocosm are in perfect harmony they are part and parcel of each other the ocean has accommodated the drop and thereby the drop is experiencing the magnitude of the ocean vice versa and then you have the experience of the heart actually opening absolutely it's like a lotus blossoming mm. in a pond and the feeling of the love that just flows through you so you become a channel for for that love and and those cool vibrations to actually flow through you to other people to to plants to animals to the to, elements to the whole universe to the environment right. to our you, our fellow human beings and this divine energy once it starts flowing through our hearts also vibrates and manifests in all the activities that we carry out be they our relationships be they our uh, work you know be they our any kind of endeavor because it comes from the person this energy also goes with it and it touches your heart absolutely and we're going to listen to a piece of music now from a cd called universal silence called touching your heart
Mother Nature's child of one Misty morning fall Tender sings the warmth of the sun And the river knows His secrets flow through everyone Mother, please carry us home When the rain Ocean of life, something for us all to be. Changing our lives in patterns plain endlessly. And the reasons why are pulling at our hearts so deep. Mother, please bring us peace and give us light to you. Mother Nature's child of one 
will you face the questions that haunt everyone and will the answers that you find take you beyond your mind mother in your grace save the human Mother in your grave, save the human Mother in your grave, save the human Mother in your grave, save the human was touching your heart and when your spirit touches your heart it enlightens your attention and takes your attention to your Sahasrara chakra which is in the fontanelle bone area and into a deep state of meditation yes that is very true and also very aptly worded by one of the eastern mystics particularly Indian who was Kabir the great the great realized poet and composer mm -hmm. he mentioned this in his couplet which I'll quote which is in Hindi as Shunya Shikhar Par Anahata Bajire which means it is the heart knocking at the peak of your head at the crown of your head and beckoning for the gates of the kingdom of heaven to be opened mm. now this is that state of union. We can actually in Sahaja Yoga also feel when our Kundalini comes up in the Sahasrara Chakra as the lub-dub sensation of the heart being replicated in the fontanelle bone area. But this is not the end. This is the beginning. Because here onwards, when the Kundalini beyond this point is able to come out and unite itself with the all-pervading power of God's love. In this citadel of love and joy, which is the Sahasrara, on the crown of our head, the word crown is very apt, mm. because it does crown a person literally to have an open Sahasrara. Mm -hmm. It is akin to being royalty, because that's how the divine bestows upon you the blessing, the dignity, the status, the honor of realization. And through it, we are able to experience the Sat-Chit-Ananda, which I mentioned before, originates in the heart. It is here that it manifests. Although originating in the heart, it manifests through the Sahasrara in the form of this pure and enlightened consciousness which comprises of the truth and the bliss integrated into it. It is akin to the purity of water. It is hard to say what color water is. It is impossible to say what taste water tastes like. Yet, it remains the primal fluid for quenching thirst. There is no substitute. Likewise is the spirit. 
when the human consciousness looks beyond tries to rise it is only the spirit which can take us to that realm it is only the spirit that is why it is called atma sakshatkar which means the very experience of the spirit not just the experience but also the manifestation of the spirit which is how it is been ordained rather preordained as part of our evolution the physical being complete now and the metaphysical now manifesting happening to so this whole process is the vital component is also the pure desire the intensity of wanting to have your own self realization is what takes you there is what helps you get over the hurdles is what helps you to check imbalances if any and it ultimately manifests in the form of this true realization of knowing what we actually are not this mind not this body not the thoughts neither the emotions nor the relationships neither the matter it's like water again beautiful you add whichever taste to it it acquires that taste and taste just like whatever you have added to it but by itself it is tasteless that's right and it's that experience of the spirit which quenches the deep feeling that a lot of us have within us you know like that there's something missing that there's a a hole inside of us that we the yeah. void actually that's right a yeah. kind of a vacuum where we have an identity crisis as to what we really are mm. and what is it all about how do we deal with each other and how do you fill it up so you try and fill it up sometimes with things or um with people with all kinds of different responses to this this um yeah. some people by drugs or drinking or whatever it is they're, they're trying to fill sort of this hole up but when you actually get connected to your spirit and you feel this um awakening within you it actually acts as a quenching to this desire with th- that is within you and then from that mo- po- moment onwards you can actually ascend further in your spiritual growth because that is because it is like a basic urge within us like we have to eat to sustain our body we have to sleep to sustain our being likewise you have to experience your own spirit in order to have the fulfillment of your own life mm. it is incomplete that's right i have a quote here actually from albert einstein he says the most beautiful and most profound emotion we can experience is the sensation of the mystical it is the soul of all true science he to whom this emotion is a stranger who can no longer wonder and stand wrapped in awe is as good as dead to know that what is impenetrable to us really exists manifesting itself as the highest wisdom and the most radiant beauty which our dull faculties can comprehend only in the most primitive form this knowledge this feeling is at the center of true religiousness the cosmic religious experience is the strongest and the oldest mainspring of scientific research He says my religion consists of a humble admiration 
of the illimitable superior spirit who reveals himself in the slight details we are able to perceive with our frail and feeble minds. That deeply emotional conviction of the presence of the superior reasoning power, which is revealed in the incomprehensible universe, forms my idea of God. Science without religion is lame. Religion without science is blind. And that goes for our whole life as well. Our life becomes much more meaningful when we understand our relationship with our spirit and our connection to the whole. Not just meaningful, it's the ingrained definition, self-definition, mm -hmm. if I could use the word in English, is close to Atma Sakshatkar. It's defining your own self. And who you are. We're now going to listen to a talk by Srimataji Nimala Devi, who is the founder of Sahaja Yoga, and who is the catalyst to actually spreading this experience of self-realization and giving this experience of self-realization to thousands of people around the world. It's a talk that she gave in 1984. You have just now heard <coughs> that within us lies the power of our ascent, ascent to the Divine. Now maybe there are some people who can say how how do you say that? What's your authority? Naturally, one can ask such a question. But as a scientist, we have to keep our minds open to any knowledge. I say this is the knowledge of the roots. Why, whatever we have known so far, is the knowledge of the tree. It sounds fantastic sometimes to people. How can the awakening of the Kundalini or the Holy Ghost as described in the Bible can bring forth this tremendous change, this transformation and all the benefits of physical, mental, emotional, material being within us, it's impossible to believe because it is too fantastic. But we don't realize that how fantastically we are made by God Almighty. We take Him so much for granted. When we make a computer in this world, we feel we have done a great job. But do you know you, yourself, you are a computer which knows without thinking. I see you and I know I see you. I don't have to go back to some sort of a programming to find out what am I seeing. It's also spontaneous and living. All the living things are created by the living God. And then we know that we have come to this stage of human awareness from here, if we have to ascend, there must be some method, mechanism within us. Now, some may say that why should we seek? There's no why about it. Because you see the confusion all along. You see what's happening to people. 
there are so many thought waves coming up like we must look after our health we must look after our mind uh, there are so many sorts of uh, theologies and also many intellectual uh, expositions and manifestations that one gets absolutely confounded and can't understand where are we naturally in this confusion one feels very frustrated and wants to find out what are we here for any intelligent sincere person honest person thinks that way why am i here of course for the frivolous they can manage for some time they can continue for one or two lives till they become little bit concerned but normally any intelligent person would think that i have been made a human being for what what is the purpose of my being a human being from the animal stage then people say that you are a human being now you forget about your creator you forget about anything like that and you think you are the creator you just believe that you are the one who has to rule the whole world that's how we create a barrier between ourselves and the truth the truth exists and god exists whether we believe in it or not actually blind faith is not going to take us to god the faith has to be based on experience which is called as shraddha it has to be based on experience of the truth supposing i have not been to this room i have not seen it i don't know what it is and i started describing it and if you believe me then i would say it's just a brainwash and it has been nothing but a talk and talk and talk about god throughout the reason was the human beings were not ready at that time i should say to get to their realization we had few people very few in the last say sixth to the modern times i asked a zen master how many realized souls you had kashyapas and he said we had all together only 24 kashyapas from the 6th century to the 13th century and we had none So I said, then what are you doing there? You are a Zen master, and you are not a realized soul. She so said, I'm doing my job. A priest, I must say, John Clover is also a priest, <laughs> and a priest, very well known personality. And I asked him, what do you mean by Holy Ghost? So he says, I'm agnostic. I said, then what are you doing in the church? So he says, "I'm doing my job." I was surprised. What sort of a job you can do when you do not know what you are talking? You are professing something about which you yourself not sure. You yourself, you are not a free soul, and you are talking about freedom of the soul. Is something like an advertising department? 
so people start wondering, is there anything like God? And no wonder that so many have discarded as nothing. But the time has come now to prove the existence of God. The time has now come to prove all the miracles of the scriptures. At this time only there's a controversy should come up that there were no miracles and the time has come to prove that. Isn't it surprising that spontaneously at this time only all these intellectuals are, are coming out with their novel ideas? And that this is the time we can prove it that there is God. We can prove it that there is Kundalini, the Holy Ghost, and we can prove it that there is Spirit and that a human being can ascend. I think the background is so dark that the light will show better. And that has to happen. In these modern times, I find if you talk to anybody about God, they love it. It's not regarded fashionable to talk about God. But despite all that, in the modern times we have the maximum numbers of seekers. We never had so many seekers at any time. Think of Christ. He had those twelve disciples who did not believe in Him till they saw His resurrection. I mean, they did not believe in Him fully, I mean to say. Look at Buddha or look at any one of these people, Muhammad Sahib, how they tortured his life. And they all have talked about this time as the resurrection time. Because before the doomsday, the resurrection has to come. But the people who are in charge of them, they are people who have taken their charge this world, will not believe that there can be redemption, that there could be resurrection, because it's a money-making proposition. I met a mayor yesterday in the morning of another place, and he told me, he asked me actually, why people become so fanatic about religion? I said, because it is a money-making proposition everywhere. Any money-making proposition has to be fanatic, because you have to be successful money-wise, and also compromising, it's an enterprise. And God doesn't understand money, that's the worst part of it. He doesn't know what money is. He does all that is living. What human beings do is nothing, but they convert dead to another dead. Now, for example, if some tree is dead, we make a bench out of it, so from dead to dead. But can we transform these flowers into fruit? We do not. And the one who does billions and billions of these, at the time, at the right time, proper seasons, 
must be that. Whatever we have done so far is the dead work. But the work of God is the living work, and the living work of God is evident in our own existence that we have become human beings from amoeba stage. And that if higher ascent has to take place, it has to take place through some spontaneous happening, meaning living happening, not by some artificial things. Like in the Hindu religion we have a ceremony called as Munja, where they at eight years of age they say the child has now become a Brahmin. Means he has known the all-pervading power of Brahma, of Holy Ghost. Certified. As we have in Christian religion also in the churches, they'll put the hand on your head and say, now you have become Christian, baptized. How, sir? Just an exercise. And we believe in it. We accept this situation and we believe that we are that. Muhammad Sahib has said, you have to become the peer. There is no religion which has not said that human awareness is for just balancing yourself. That's the religion is. It's like trial and error and trial and error, that you make mistakes, improve yourself, make mistakes, improve yourself. You move from one extreme to another, as you see here, to the left or to the right, and then you come to the center, and the central path of ascent is within us and which we achieve through our moderation and not through our extremes. And those who go to extremes and become fanatic are people who are not religious by any chance. Because religion must give you a balance. That's the first thing one must attain, attain through religion. Now within us lies the power of our ascent and the path of our ascent. And on this path we have got different centers which represent something very subtle within us. As I told you, this is the knowledge of the roots. Supposing a tree is sick, we see the leaves are falling. So we take one leaf. First of all, once we pluck it out, it's already finished. But even on the tree we try to inject something to the leaf. Does it reach the whole of the tree? It does not. If you have to cure that tree, you have to go to the roots. That was a talk by Srimataji Nimala Devi. We're now going to have the experience of self-realization. So if you'd like to all make yourselves comfortable um, and sit with your hands, with your palms upward on your lap and feet flat on the ground. This realization now we are going to experience in meditation. So you are advised to sit at ease, be comfortable and outstretch your open hands, open palms and keep them comfortably on your lap and remove any any footwear if you have and establish a connection with the Mother Earth below us. 
At this point now, having heard what we have, we close our eyes and allow our attention to go within. right hand and place it on the left hand of our chest where our heart is located and with the full intensity of our pure desire to ascend ask mother please give me my self realization mother please give me my self realization mother please give me my self realization with this we bring our right hand back on our lap now with our both open palms we raise them towards the sky up above our heads push back our heads slightly and gently keeping our eyes closed we ask here whether what we are experiencing in our palms is it the cool breeze of the holy ghost is this the cool breeze of the holy ghost or is this the all pervading power of god's love
we can slowly and gently bring our hands down on our laps keep them open with our attention within and our eyes closed we can see now that the vibrations the cool breeze of the holy ghost is actually flowing through our palms it's subtle it's gentle and ideally it should be cool it can also be warm for some people but nothing to worry this is the indication that the subtle system is awakened and with the practice of meditation and sahaja yoga this breakthrough this manifestation of our self can be established within us if the experience on your palms and your fingertips is warm this only goes to say that we have certain imbalances or obstacles within us which we can effectively work out with sahaja yoga kindly continue your meditation as we narrate to here as we narrate here one of the most celebrated uh, verses describing the glory of the spirit om i am neither the mind intelligence ego nor attention neither the ears nor the tongue nor the senses of smell and sight neither ether nor air nor fire nor water nor earth i am eternal bliss and awareness i am the spirit i am the spirit i am neither the prana nor the five vital breaths neither the seven elements of the body nor its five sheets nor hands nor feet nor tongue nor other organs of action i am eternal bliss and awareness i am the spirit i am the spirit neither greed nor delusion loathing nor liking have i nothing of pride or ego of dharma or liberation neither desire of the mind nor object for its desiring i am eternal bliss and awareness i am shiva i am shiva i am the spirit i am the spirit nothing of pleasure and pain of virtue and vice do i know of mantra or sacred place of vedas scriptures or sacrifices neither am i the eater nor the food nor the act of eating 
I am eternal bliss and awareness. I am the spirit. I am the spirit. Death or fear, I have none, nor any distinction of caste, neither father nor mother, nor even a birth have I, neither friend nor comrade, neither disciple nor guru. I am eternal bliss and awareness. I am the spirit. I am the spirit. I have no form or fancy. The all-pervading am I. Everywhere I exist and yet am beyond the senses. Neither salvation am I nor anything to be known. I am eternal bliss and awareness. I am the Spirit. I am the Spirit. If you've enjoyed today's program, you're listening to a piece from the sacred chants of Shiva called the Atamat Kasham, which is the um, the piece which was just translated for you, being sung. It's a meditation on the heart and on the spirit. If you'd like any further information about Sahaja Yoga programs, find us on the internet, www freemeditation.com www.freemeditation.com I'd like to thank Jayant Patanka for coming in today and we hope you've all enjoyed the program. I'll leave you with a little 
quote from Srimataji Nimala Devi and please continue to meditate to the meditation of the heart. There are so many blessings waiting for you to be manifested. The enjoyment of life is only possible if we could get connected to the spirit and that connection to the spirit is only possible if you sprout into that. You become the spirit as Christ has said in simple words that you have to be born again. The whole existence itself will have no meaning if we do not become the spirit. Thank you. 